Hello and welcome to Killer Talk. I am your host, Sean Ghost. I went to jail once. Yes, it was a jail here in the United States of America. I was there for a little over a hundred days, which might not be long for some people who have gone to prison or jail, but for me, that was my first time ever going there, and that was a very long time. Within jail, there were levels of freedom someone could have. There was general population, which allowed you the most freedom. Then there was disciplinary housing, or classification. That happens when you get in a little bit of trouble. They lock you down for 22 hours out of the 24 hours in a day. And then there's solitary confinement, where you're confined to your cell, usually 24 hours a day, unless you're on good behavior and you get let out for an hour a day, if you're lucky. When people start to get their freedom taken away from them, they're left in a state of betrayal. They start to lash out at people. I mean, you see that when people are getting arrested. They start to lash out. It's like such a desperate moment because that's their lives being taken away. They're being taken away from their lives, from their freedom. And I saw that the more freedoms that were taken away, the more someone started to act out. It didn't start to correct behavior. It started to make behavior worse. Solitary confinement was a place where almost every freedom was taken away. The guards are in charge of your food, your clothes, your books if you're lucky enough to get one, even a Bible. You have to request to get one of those in and they might just not bring you one just because. Even though it is said that a jail cannot deny you religious purposes. They might just not bring you your Bible. They don't care. They're also in charge of your ability to take a shower and sometimes even your water. Yes, there are cells in there that do not have running water. They don't have a sink. They don't have a toilet that flushes. They flush your toilet for you. Having someone govern every movement of your life is sometimes what makes someone go crazy. I mean, I was hearing the most insane screams I have ever heard in my life when I'm in solitary confinement. And I even started to go crazy and scream myself. Maybe the guards aren't giving you anything. You've been asking for a set of clothes for hours. I remember they wouldn't even bring me clothes for days, for days. You are completely naked and no one has brought you any clothes. A lot of people might get upset and start screaming at the guards. What does that make the guards do? They treat you worse. Next thing you know, if you're in a cell that doesn't have a sink in it, they might not bring you water. Yes, I saw someone who was not getting even water. A basic necessity for human life. That's what water is. We all know that. What next? Maybe they won't give you toilet paper and let you sit in your cell covered in your own feces. Oh, by the way, you can bet that you aren't going to get a shower now. You start screaming, banging on the doors. Eventually, the guards might just let you out of your cell eventually for a shower. 
The guards might have been talking shit that whole time right in front of you, saying cruel things to you. When the guard lets you out of your cell, you end up attacking them, and then you're thrown back in your cell, and you aren't let out for weeks, maybe months. You're left to sit with you, yourself, and nothing but your mind. Maybe you're talking to some people, but I don't know if you really want to talk to the other people in there. And you aren't let out for weeks and weeks and days just with nothing but your mind. Maybe you end up getting a Bible or something, luckily, at some point in time. You can at least have faith while you are sitting there, hoping that your life might change, hoping that you might get a little more freedom. It's not the religious text that you're reading that makes you become an extremist who is plotting on the guards. Life, though, it is the fact that you aren't granted even the most basic human rights that should be allowed for a person. That's what makes a person act out. You might be wondering what all of this has to do with today's episode. Well, recently Hamas launched an attack on Israel. I do not believe that this terrorist attack was justified in any way. Within religious texts like the Bible, the Torah, and the Quran, it is generally said that we are not supposed to act out in violence. This war between Hamas and Israel shouldn't simply be blamed on religion. People from different countries go to war all the time, and each country tends to have a religion that the large majority of citizens are a part of. We cannot blame this attack on Islam or saying that Palestinians want to kill all the Jewish people of the world. No, the Palestinians of Gaza have basically been forced into the biggest open-air prison that the world has ever seen by Israel. When you look at the border that surrounds the Gaza Strip, which by the way is 7 by 28 miles, you start to realize that this border literally looks like a prison. It literally looks like a prison. The border on the south end is close to Egypt. They have nowhere to go but open water on the west end. And Israel surrounds the rest of it. Then let me tell you that Israel practically controls all of Gaza, even though Gaza is supposed to be its own country. Yes, I mean, after the attacks we saw that, you know, they don't have any more water, electricity, and basic necessities to live. Yes, people within Gaza can't just leave Gaza either. They are literally stuck there. They are what one person called their situation, born into death. You may have heard of the movement Free Palestine. Well, let me tell you, the people within Gaza really are trapped there. Gaza is basically just the size of Philadelphia, and Israel and Egypt have basically told them, Hey, you're stuck there for life. Sorry. They have no opportunity to go better their lives outside of Gaza. And once Hamas started to govern Gaza, Egypt and Israel really closed the borders on them saying that letting people out even for medical needs could lead to a terrorist threat. Okay, well Gaza isn't bordered by any country to the west of them, right? That's all open water. Maybe they can just travel to another country that way. Nope, not going to happen. Israel controls the waters there six miles out. Israel controls all of the imports into the country, which has a huge impact on their daily lives too. 80% of the people there 
rely on humanitarian efforts. And a lot of times, those humanitarian efforts are actually cut off by Israel. So, what about flying? Couldn't they just fly out of the country like people do from other countries? They actually did have an international airport open in 1998, which was huge for them. People from Gaza could go out in the world and try for a better life. Just a few years later, though, in 2001 and early 2002, Israel completely destroyed the airport. Citizens of the Gaza Strip were once again landlocked. So, Egypt just has a closed border. That makes sense in a lot of parts of the world. Borders aren't always open. Israel, on the other hand, wants to basically beat the Palestinians into submission, control them, and make them live miserable lives. They literally control Gaza like an open-air prison. They let them do whatever they want in there. They get their supplies from Israel, but they don't get much of an option to leave. And Israel has even been known to turn around ships coming to aid Gaza, like I said. To me, it really feels like Israel is practically someone who is holding another person hostage and is simply keeping them alive just for the hell of it. It really sounds like an actual prison. Before I get too far, I don't want you to think that I am solely sided with Palestinians and that I am against Jewish people. I absolutely am not against Jewish people and was even at one point in my life considering to become a Jew myself because I find that religion so interesting. I'm going to argue on Israel's point of view in just a little bit, but for now, let me get back to the people of Gaza's point of view. Imagine being a little kid and living with the people you love. When I was a little kid, one of my biggest fears always was losing one of my parents or someone that I love. Then just imagine the people who you feel like should give you any chance in life end up killing the people you love. I'm talking about the Israel army killing Gazan citizens. You might just be sitting down for dinner and out of nowhere a missile hits your home. Everything goes black and then you wake up covered in rubble. You see the remains of your family members littered around the rubble. You survived, but you lost everyone you loved and the little you had in your house. I can guarantee you that you are going to have a sour taste in your mouth and that you are going to want revenge. You are going to grow up to join the resistance because you want just a little bit of justice for your family. If you watch the film Born in Gaza, which is a film about the children who are struggling in Gaza, this is exactly what has happened to some of these kids. One boy's father in the movie was literally an ambulance driver. He picked up some people who had just been bombed in Gaza. He's driving to the hospital, and all of a sudden the ambulance itself is bombed, and his father, along with the people who he was saving, are now dead. In what war do you hear of an ambulance being attacked, the boy said. Sheer tragedy. There's another boy who has seen the documentary who is the only person able to work in his family. He seems about 10 years old to me. He picks through piles of trash at the landfill every single day to gather just enough plastic in order to pay for what little food he can for his mother, father, and his two disabled sisters. He talks about how other people fish on boats in the little water that the Gazans are allowed to go out on. Fishing scares me, he says. 
Oftentimes, Israel warships will shoot at the fishing boats, take our nets, and even take people for hostage. It can be good money, though. Another boy talks about how he works on his father's farm. They plant vegetables. You can see that the land of the farm is in a complete disarray. He says that the soldiers from the Israeli army have destroyed the farm 11 times between 2001 and 2014. 11 times they have had to restart from scratch. This time, though, they have been beat down so badly that they simply don't have enough money to repair the farmland again. Another group of boys talked about how they went to the beach to play soccer. There were eight brothers in total that went to play soccer together. All they were doing was having a little fun when a missile fell out of the sky and killed four of the brothers. A lot of people think that Israel is going too far in these bombings against Gaza. I mean, there is a blast right outside of a hospital. It's unclear if Israel did this, but these bombings have really gone past the point of self-defense, in my opinion. Yes, they did just have a horrible terrorist attack happen to them, but are these bombings really justified? It's hard to tell because... Hamas soldiers are basically citizens of Gaza. They blend in with everyday society. They use people basically as human shields to try to not get killed. It's really a complicated situation. There is a scene in the movie where it showed kids playing in a playground. They were so happy and the innocence on their faces literally brought tears to my eyes. No kids should have to worry about these kinds of dangers while being a kid. No people should have to worry about these dangers while going through everyday life. It gave me reminders of me when I was a kid. There are a lot of scary things in the world to worry about, but I was never faced with anything as scary as the situations that they're put in. All of these hardships and losses of life these kids have to endure... No wonder they grow up into seeking revenge. Their childhood is just stripped from them, and all they can think about is that day when they lost their family members. The violence is an endless circle that fuels more generations of extremists to come. What about the people of Israel, though? They shouldn't have to deal with unpredictable terrorist attacks terrorists shooting up music festivals and going house to house literally slaughtering people they're lighting houses on fire they're killing families killing children babies survivors of those terrorist attacks of course are going to be angered with hamas and want the absolute worst for them gaza and israel even seem to agree on a peace at one point while bill clinton was in office the airport in gaza became a real thing why did Gaza have to ruin something that was going good for them? Some things that people endure will stick in their mind forever, just like these terrorist attacks that just happened to the Israelis. And some things you just can't ever come to peace with what happened, no matter what the circumstances were. Those were your family members. Those were innocent people to you. They may have been completely innocent. Countless tragedies on both ends are happening. What could be a possible solution for all of this? Well, 
A ceasefire is the beginning of a resolution. I think that the Palestinians and people of Israel should be separated. I read an article one time about gang violence in an American city. I can't remember exactly what city it was, but the gang violence was bad. Like, really bad. Young rival gang members were trying to kill each other every single day. The city needed to help stop this violence. There is a gang intervention group that was made up out of former gang members, so they knew this life. They were dedicated to eliminating gang violence. What they end up doing was they took those young gang members who were at risk, put them on buses, and sent them to go live in different cities. What do you know? The gang violence dropped drastically because they were separated. The Palestinians should have their own complete, independent, and free state, in my opinion. The Jewish people were given Israel, which unfortunately was on Palestinian land. Jewish people needed a sanctuary in order to live on. They really did. But now is the time that the Palestinians should be given their own and independent free state too. I know that this land that Israel has is indeed the holy land. But I wonder if the people of Palestine would take up land somewhere else. The idea of a Palestinian state was mentioned by China. I really think this is a good idea. What I think is an even better idea is letting the Palestinians keep Gaza as well. They should be allowed to travel freely by boat, air, and given equal opportunity compared to anyone else to enter Egypt and Israel. They should also be able to control all of their imports and exports. I also think that they should be given a large piece of land far away from Israel, a land where they won't have Israel right on the border. This was done for the Jewish people when they're suffering in the world. Now would be a good time to do it for the Palestinians too. I know this isn't a perfect solution, but it's just an idea. That's all I have for this episode. I hope you liked it. Peace.